How about this? I mean, this is the Panthers' way. We're coming in hot, cold open here on the drive with Tim Donnelly because the Panthers get a win and our whole world stops. (laughs) The the Panthers get a win and and suddenly the computers decide – you can't access any files. So while, while Dennis is figuring that out, let's go ahead and jump into exactly what I just described. The Panthers beat the Falcons. You celebrate every win. Was it pretty? Heck no. Was it, was it as smooth as it could be? Definitely not. Was it as dominant as it should have been at times? Most certainly not. Was it cold? Yep. Rainy? Yep. Was it touch and go there for a little bit? Absolutely. But a win is a win is a win. Beggars cannot be choosers. The Carolina Panthers, two wins on the season after this weekend. They beat the uh, the Atlanta Falcons. So, so, like I said, that requires some form of celebrate it. Right? Because we could absolutely nitpick, and maybe we will. Right? We could, we could dive into nine points. How many times were they on the close red zone? How many times should they have scored? Yes. Right? We, we could. But you celebrate every win, and it gives you something to rub into the face of the naysayers. Right? There, there's some buy-in there. It looked like it mattered. The defense forced some plays. The rain, the wind, every, everything else going on, it affected the other team more than it affected your team. Dennis, we're going to have to work on the fly here. You let me know when we can uh, play clips and things. All right. Uh, The rain was a bit of an equalizer. I'll give you that. Right? If you go back and listen to our show on Friday, um, I was was, uh, a bit bit timid. I was a a bit skeptical of saying it out loud, but I said the game was winnable. And I knew that that was going to sound like the boy who cried wolf because they had a a bunch of winnable games consecutively, and they weren't winning them. So, uh, you know, at what point do you need to change your your threshold? But, uh, you know, you knew that the rain was an equalizer. And the defense took advantage of it. They made plays. They forced two turnovers. Interception and forced Bijan Robinson into a fumble. Like, like that is what you need to do as a team that that is struggling so aggressively to to win games. It's it's you know the, the defense is in a really weird place for Carolina because they're in the top five in yards allowed, meaning uh, top five fewest, like the where you want to be, the better side of that that list in yards allowed. But with an offense that's struggling the way Carolina's offense has been struggling this year, it usually isn't enough to just hold the other team to low, low yardage totals, right? Because if they're, you know, you can give up field goals, you can give up a touchdown here or there, and that's enough for, for the offense to not be able to, to get it done. So you need to actually help them. You need to give them short fields. You need to turn the ball or get turnovers. You need to have, you know, seven-point swings where the other team's going in for a score and you force a fumble or an interception. And they finally did that. Now you look at the offense. The longest play of the day for the offense was 22 yards. And that was a, a Chuba Hubbard run. That's not explosive. And that's one of the things that is just tormenting this offense is they don't have any explosives. They don't have those plays. I don't want to say easy, right? But it's easier to go 60 yards in one play than it is to go 60 yards in 12 plays. And the Panthers just never get that. 
They never get that, oh, look at this. That was easy. They never get to smash, remember those Staples commercials, the easy buttons? They never get to hit the easy button and say, that was easy. I'm, oh, we've got clips. Let's go ahead and hear from Chris Tabor. Let's jump straight to the, the interim head coach of the Panthers on his thoughts on the seven, or sorry, nine, seven win. No, nope, I mean, because David Tepper is still the on. Really happy for the guys. Uh, proud of them. You know, the defense getting two turnovers. I think we got six points off of that. Uh, then the last drive, 17th play drive, uh, with a will to win and saying that we are going to win the game and uh, setting it up right there at the end. Really just proud of all parties. I, I couldn't be more proud of the, the kids, obviously, the coaching staff. Uh, it was fun. It was fun. And and there's no more, uh, like, romanticizing of a game than you've just lost 10 straight games, however many it is, and you finally get the win, and then you're in the post-game locker room, and, and the offense is looking at the defense. That interception – Oh my! You, you bro, bro, you can't. You covered eighty yards. I swear, you were on one side of the field. You had to run. Uh, you got it. And then the defense is looking at the offense, going that last drive. That that's <laughs> the whole Sports Center top ten. That last drive, DJ. That catch on the sideline. You jumped like twelve feet in the air. That's one, two, and three on the Sports Center top ten. Like it's it's just a good place. And and I don't know if a team has ever needed to be in that place more than the Panthers. Right, the the everybody out for themselfness is gone in that post game locker room, at least for a couple hours. Everybody worrying about their next job. Everyone worrying about the next coach. Everyone worrying about is this guy a bust? Is that guy a bust? For for a couple hours on that post game locker room, that was gone, and they needed it. No turnovers for the offense, and most importantly. They they recognize. I don't even know if they recognize it because I think it's it's something that's that's well known. The margin for error for this team is so unbelievably low. Mm-hmm. Let's look at the game winning drive. Game winning drive, seventeen plays, and I know at the end they were they were taking these, so we'll call it a fifteen play drive. Fifteen plays, ninety yard drive. That is the definition of absolutely no margin of error. You can't make a single mistake. They picked up third and three, and third and three, and third and four, and third and three. And then there was a timeout, and they did it again. Like, there, there's so many plays that if they go one half step too early, too late, you don't quite get it. If there's one holding penalty, I don't think they're good enough to pick up, you know, first and 20. If there's one dropped pass, if there's one, like, one more of any of those negative things, that drive is donezo, and we're sitting here with a completely different set of uh, expectations and reactions to that game. 15-play drives are exhausting. They are mentally draining. Now you add in that it's a 15-play drive late in the fourth quarter, so you're already exhausted, in a, in a driving rainstorm, and it's cold out, so you're even more exhausted. At the end of a long season, that or towards the end of a long season, that that has just been body blow after body blow after body blow. That's just been exhausting. <laughs> that, that that makes them unbelievably exhausted, both mentally and physically, both mentally and emotionally. And they found a way to not make that one more mistake that ends the game. They found a way not to drop the pass that they couldn't drop, not to miss the throw that they couldn't miss. It's appropriate to wax poetic about a game like that. 
Now, in the scheme of things, does it really matter? Kind of no, <laughs> right? Kind of no, because they're still in position to have their, their pick be the number one overall that they'd send to the Bears until they win more moving forward and other teams keep losing. They they are uh, still an absolute – like work in progress is too generous for how you look at that offense. And, and the, the defense – for you know, they finally made the couple of turnovers, like I mentioned. They needed to essentially be a cold monsoon for for them to get their hands on the ball, which that doesn't happen often enough, right? So you can't bank on like, hey, you know what? We'll just wait for the the ball to slip, right? <laughs> we'll just wait for the ball to be waterlogged. Then that's when we'll pounce. It's like, yeah, well, it's September and it's going to be eighty seven. So figure figure something else out. Mm-hmm. But for that one day, for that one drive, for the entire day for the defense and that one drive for the offense, they were a winning football team in the NFL for only the second time this season, and I'm giving them credit for it. They didn't pack it in. They cared, and they found a way by any means necessary. It's not aesthetically pleasing, not pretty, but a win is a win. Is a win, is a win, is a win. You'll take it any day. It, you'll take it every day. Oh, yeah. Any day and every day. <laughs> Any day and every day. And Chris Tabor, congratulations. You know, you get your, your first one as the Panthers head coach. Bryce Young's best game of the year on Sunday. Uh, by the way, best and, and most pleasing to the eye, not synonyms. Mm-hmm. It was hideous. It was gross. It was grotesque. It was an effort, and a, a labor of love, but it was beautiful. Because it ended in a win, and he proved, you know, he might have the thing you need to be a quarterback in the NFL. That is uh, the the ability to struggle and not have it ruin you. How many times have we heard, you have to put in Andy Dalton or you're going to ruin him? You have to protect him better or you're going to ruin him? David Carr got hit a bunch as a, as a young quarterback, and look what it did to him. Yeah, You can't put him out there. And I'm I've, from the beginning, I've said, no, once you play him, you play him. And if a little bit of struggle does him in that poorly, if, if, it, if it really affects him that much, then guess what? He was never going to make it. Because to be a quarterback in the NFL, you have to be able to go through the hard, hard times and come out still with your poise, with your moxie, with, with your ability to lead, with everything else. And when you talk about going through the hard and the difficult, Bryce Young has had heaping portions, his, his just a, an absolute absurd amount this year. Loss, loss, loss. Poor play around him, poor play around him, poor play around him. Poor play himself, missing open throws, panic fumbles, panic interceptions. Like it's been down and, and dirty. Yet still, game on the line, he gets the ball, needs to go 90-plus yards for a touchdown, right? Needs to go probably 65 for field goal range. He takes over and makes it happen. Completions on third down, just a poise as far as knowing the the uh, the time on the clock and how long you have, and uh, you can huddle on this one, you can huddle on this one, get to the line, let me see, let me see if I need to change it, how much time, play clocks, moving the chains, all of it. He he orchestrated the entire situation into a 17-play, 90-yard game-winning drive. Here's Bryce Young with his thoughts on that final job. Dennis is nodding and waiting for the uh, 
waiting for it's the, water the, 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 the machine. <laughs> okay, here we go. Where else would you rather be? Opportunity to go down and, and win the game. For me, there's there's no other group I'd rather do it with. You know, we all have faith in each other. We all believe in each other. It, it, it was just a great opportunity. So just in the huddle, being able to look at each other. We all that all had the same look in each other's eyes. We all had confidence. We were able to put it together. Credit goes to, to, to my teammates, to, to everyone, and then to, to TB and Coach Tabor for managing everything. Gosh, he always says the right thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's go ahead and update the Bryceometer. Now, if you are watching on our WRAL Sports Fan video stream, you'll be able to see this if you're watching on our YouTube channel uh, at some point in the future on 99.9 The Fan's YouTube channel. Uh, you can see this also. If not, I will describe it. It has been a while since we've moved the Bryceometer confidence level. It's been one step above is Cam available? Because I'm nowhere near benching or moving on from Bryce Young. But that's as low as I'm willing to go this season, and it had been there consistently for about a month, which is not a good sign. But I do think there is confidence gained from game-winning touchdown – or, sorry, game-winning field goal drives. There is confidence gained. So I am boosting the Bryceometer confidence level one half slice – all the way up to firmly into the slice entitled, there's no way he's actually 5'10". That's where we are right now. For the first time in weeks, there's something to be more confident about when it comes to your number one overall pick quarterback than the previous week. And it's it's so much about, right, we talked about Ronta, it's all between the ears. It's because of what's between the ears. The concerns about Bryce are still the same ones, right? The physical side, uh, you know, the the how much does he trust his legs to run? Does he have that top-shelf arm? Uh, the panic situations are a concern. We've seen him a few times kind of hot potato and, and make a bad decision with it. But, the, the you know, people have spent years and years and decades and decades trying to uh, label what I'm going to try to label here. It's the moxie. It's the poise. It's that thing. The it. That, the it factor, the X factor, what it like – you know, the intangibles, uh, the the stuff you can't teach. But whatever it is, right, in the in the huddle, think about how difficult this is for what Bryce Young did. Uh, step into the huddle. It's a borderline, like, would we call it monsoon-like conditions? Like, it is borderline monsoon-level rain. Uh, there's absolutely no crowd in the stands. Nothing. Uh, so just nobody to, to steal energy from. Uh, there's, there's your offense has scored six points all game. Uh, you, you haven't won in months, right? You have a coach that got fired. You have just bad vibes all over the place. You have to go 90 yards and he stepped into the huddle and somehow got those guys to believe that he was going to lead them on a touchdown drive. And then he stepped up and did it. And, and it, it, he did it in ways that, kind of makes sense and what I mean by that is he peppered the right sideline I don't know what it was that they saw in the defense maybe it was a simple matchup they didn't like the guy uh they they you know thought they had an advantage over the secondary on that side maybe it was a wind factor whatever it was they found something they liked on the right sideline and just absolutely ate there and yes the wide receivers helped but think about the leadership it takes to have them in that situation 
right? DJ Chark and Jonathan Mingo made very difficult catches. DJ Chark's on the sideline is probably the best catch of the year for the, the Panthers. Uh, Jonathan Mingo's when the ball flutters out of your hand in the, in the rain and he can still come back and make the catch. Like, that is huge. Those guys were locked in enough to make those plays despite the fact that they've been the butt of every joke for months. Every time someone said anything about Bryce Young, the people that thought they were defending the Panthers would jump in and go, it's not Bryce's fault. The receivers are horrendous. And then the receivers were somehow locked in at the end of that rain game to make those plays. Like, give credit where it's due. And give credit to Bryce for not overthinking it. Because that that happens too, right? You get like two completions down the right sideline. What do you start thinking? Right? Especially when... Uh, you're kind of laboring the point or you're not seeing the field super well, you start thinking, all right, I've completed two over there. They're going to adjust. They're going to send their safety over there. So I should pump fake there and throw it back to the left because they're not going to see that coming. He didn't do that. He kept it simple. Right? First down, right? First down. All right, another third down. Need another first down. Let's go over there to the right. Different routes, different receivers, but it was it was the right decision rather than an overthought decision. And that is why I am more confident today in Bryce Young than I was on Friday. Right? I don't think, you know, the, the game in and of itself, they scored nine points. Like, I'm not going to write uh, Shakespearean sonnets about how awesome the offense was. They scored nine points. But what I am going to say is how you react to adversity is traditionally how you react to adversity. If you're a finger pointer, you're a finger pointer. If you're somebody that goes in the tank, turtle goes in the shell, that's what you do. If you're somebody that that is just like, no, I'm still confident in myself to do it next time, then that's who you are as well. Uh, what, you know, uh, what did Jay-Z say? People change, but that's just the top layer, right? You're still the person you were when you got here, and I'm, and I'm still uh, paraphrasing. I'm not going to you know rap Jay-Z lyrics, but that's the vibe. Uh, that rule will be proud. There you go. Um, that's all I'm trying to do is make Matt Rule proud. That, that's that's my goal over here. Uh, but, but you know, I think we're seeing the true colors of Bryce as somebody that can deal with adversity. And that is, you know, outside of the, the basics, like can you throw a spiral? It's one of the most important things out of, out of an NFL quarterback is how you mentally and, and just, you know, kind of inside your brain, how do you deal with struggle? And the Panthers have had nothing but. And he still let a game-winning drive on Sunday. Boosting the Bryceometer.